Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Neve. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. If someone were afraid of the dentist, maybe they haven't been in a long time, maybe they're embarrassed because they haven't been in a while, I feel like this would be a really safe place for them to go and get the care that they need. At Advanced Dentistry, we get it. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, if you want to learn how IV sedation can change your life, visit NoFearDentist.com. But my guest today is a legendary drag queen, trans activist, and mother to many drag children from the house of Colby. She is the winner of season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race and is about to embark on her North American tour. Ooh, I'm so fucking excited. It's Sasha Colby. And the girl goes wild, wild, wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, yeah. Hi Sasha. Hi, How are you? And I, too, am wondering why won't you date me? Wait, are you single? Uh, sort of. Sort of. We'll see. We'll see by the end of this. We'll see. Well, it's the Christmas season, so ho, ho, ho. I fucking want Santa to bring me a man down the chimney and put him under a tree so I can wake up and go, ooh, you're in my house. <laughs> a little gingerbread man. I would take a gingerbread man. That would be nice. I would take a gingerbread man. Oh, my yeah, God. Sweet, bendy. Can't really run too fast away. <laughs> Wait, okay, so you grew up in Hawaii. Did. That's amazing. What was it like growing up in Hawaii? Was it just like nice weather all the time and like playing in the sand? <laughs> That's what I envisioned. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, my front yard was the ocean. My backyard was the mountains. Mm-hmm. It was like paradise. But of course, you're like, you don't really think about that or care or like and really like are appreciative until i like left there Mm -hmm. but um yeah i grew up in paradise you know the aloha state um yeah it was it was a lot of fun actually and you growing up had blonde hair and you have naturally green eyes so what was it like growing up hawaiian but not not looking specifically Hawaiian? Yeah. Is that a thing that you had to encounter? Yeah, that really is something I had to encounter uh, a lot. I grew up in a very small, very not affluent little town, mm-hmm. beach town, that was like specifically set aside for Native Hawaiians. And like, you, you know, everyone there was pretty Hawaiian, but mm-hmm. they were all mixed, you know, like how everyone's mixed in Hawaii. But um, 
I probably had the most Hawaiian of any of my classmates. My dad's one of like the was one of like the last like native like full blood Hawaiians, a hundred percent Hawaiian. And my mom was about half, so I had a little over half, but I did not look it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would constantly call him like Howley, which means like foreigner. Oh my god! Yeah, and like yeah, I was blonde, green eyes, light skin, and queer. Oh my god! I didn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> god that's like the trifecta um so oh my gosh oh and then like weird weird religious kid on top of that too oh wait you grew up jehovah's witness yeah is that where you go door to door knock and being like hey do you love god that's where we would like yeah they would like make us do stuff. <laughs> what's that like which are like child labor laws i wonder <laughs> about child labor laws. it's just wild because like you would do that to people and people would pretend that they're not home <laughs> because they could see you guys coming. But you would then on Halloween do that to the trick-or-treaters. Oh, that's so funny. Just be like, not home. We don't have any candy here. Sorry about it. <laughs> I wonder I wonder what someone would do if they had anxiety about knocking on someone's door. That must just knock it right out of you. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess the delusion uh, that they were peddling. <laughs> the reason <laughs> or fear. So did you date a lot when you were younger or no? Did you date like, are you a late bloomer, early bloomer? What kind of bloomer? Um, I was a late bloomer for sure. Mm -hmm. I like knew I was a girl, like at five. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as like we got into kindergarten, they started separating us for like, you know, in our gender groups. Mm -hmm. I was like, uh, I'm with the girls. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. like, what's going on? Um, so like. I remember I had a crush on like my fifth grade, really like my, my like kindergarten crush was this girl Sharice, and she knows this. She's out there; mm -hmm. and she thinks it's hilarious. But Sharice Pimentel, she was the most beautiful girl in our in our class, and I wanted to be with her, but actually I wanted to be her. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know what that like. If like it was just all affection mm -hmm. to me, like admiration. I did closeted date like a few girls in high school oh there was like one or two um but it was like you know like well there my first one was like actually eighth seventh or eighth grade eighth mm -hmm. grade i think like we dated for like a month where you like hold hands yeah, and you don't do anything and, else know, like kind of see each other unpassing and you sit next to each other yeah it was really that but i think like everyone's like why is she going with the gate <laughs> Yeah, that was still rather feminine. It was just, you know, still pretty. Mm -hmm. But then high school, there was one. And then that was just, yeah, it was just kind of awkward mm -hmm. for me. <laughs> You're like, mm, I don't really know about this, but it's what I think I'm supposed to do. Yeah. I don't know if it's like the person or the gender or if it's just me trying to figure it out or myself. Like trying to figure out what I like mm -hmm. and even who I am first. So it's hard if you know. You don't know who you are. You don't really know what you like, right? How you gonna love somebody else, right? Can I get an amen? Oh, amen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it takes a while to figure out what exactly like you like and what you're looking for. I mean, it took me so long. I just realized I'm looking for someone who's emotionally available and wants to be in a relationship and is nice <laughs> to me and likes me. <laughs> Which seems like isn't that like foreign <laughs> and wild and, and kind of a hard one. 
That's a hard card to, it is. to check off each one. Because I've spent so much time chasing people who actively are like, oh, I don't want to be in a relationship. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you'll change your mind after being with me for a little bit. It's like it's so funny because like I just assumed that I deserve a douchebag because that's all that was attractive mm-hmm. for years. <laughs> and I tell my friends, I actually told them last week, I'm like, I am so emotionally crippled <laughs> by men. That even if you are a mildly attractive man uh-huh. and are in a, in a in a position where you're getting paid to be of service to me, mm-hmm. like a waiter, or just your job is to be nice, I think, because how men have treated me, that I'm in love with you yes. just because you were nice to me. Yes. I can't tell you how many servers, flight attendants, uh, valets that like are slightly attractive that I'm like, oh my God, you truly love me. Oh my yeah. god. Well, and then that's when I'm like, I like look at one of my friends and like, my baby. <laughs> my baby. <laughs> that's my baby. I once had a server and I left him my phone number and then he ended up texting me. And then I was like, oh my God, are you gonna like take me out? Like I was just like bold and brazen. And then he was like, oh no, I'm not interested in that. And I was like, then why did you text me? Why on earth? Why did why did he text? He didn't have an answer. He was like, "Oh, I just thought it was fun really? that you left your number." And I was like, "But why would I leave my number for anything but dating? I don't want a friend. I have friends. Why would you follow up? And don't follow up. Don't leave me alone. <laughs> if you don't want me, leave me alone. Leave me alone because I don't know nothing about no mixed signals. <laughs> if it's a, if it's my way, it's for me. <laughs> so after Drag Race, um. Did your inbox start booming with people being like, do you want to date me? Can I take you out? None. Really? Like none of that. No. I have no idea where they are. I'm looking for that folder. Literally actively searching, going through (laughs) seeing if there's anyone. Wait, that absolutely blows my mind. It's all money. (laughs) (laughs) Just money. Well, what are you looking for? Let's try to manifest something right now. Okay. So, like, I mean, can I tell you my track record? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the two huge relationships that I've been in was, I mean, like, when I was, like, 28, it was, like, my first, like, actual, like, in it relationship was, I was, I just wanted this continental, so I was already a trans woman, mm-hmm. but married a lesbian. Okay. Fell in love like lesbians too. Uh-huh. Became a lesbian, moved right in immediately. I, I had a relationship. That was like one big relationship was having this lesbian experience. And like the last and only other relationship really was with the trans man. Mm-hmm. So I've been dabbling in all kinds of arts here. <laughs> <laughs> Testing the waters and seeing what I like. And as of right now, I do enjoy a good old man. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not an asshole. Mm-hmm. That is like not like I really would like to meet a nice guy. That would be the things that you had a- had said and stated. Those are actually what I'm actively as a 39 year old now valuing. <laughs> yeah, because you don't value that shit early on. You're just like, I don't know. Are they cute? Do they have a car? Are they going to pay for dinner? And it's like, I can pay for my own dinner. I'm cute. I have a car. But yeah. like, do we argue over fundamental things like are you kind are you do you respect yeah. me do you respect yourself do you know when to use the there and there and there are <laughs> you know <laughs> do you have good grammar you know where to put 
an apostrophe uh-huh. because I am a bit of a grammar police. Are you like, can you hold a conversation? Yes. Which is really hard for a lot of men. It really is. And I don't know what it's about, but I feel like it's getting worse. Yeah. They're just, they're just resorted to grunting now (laughs) and like head nods. Uh huh. And you're like, what is this? I was like, oh, so we're kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I think it goes back to like the, the fact that there's like crickets in the DMs. I mean, I'm aware that I may be a bit intimidating when <laughs> when one's meeting me. So I don't know. Even though completely naked on global television, I thought that would help. I don't know if you're intimidating because I did get to meet you okay, in right? person. <laughs> at, it was at Bosco's face reveal. Where is that? Mickey's? No. It was at Where Hard. was that? Heart. Yes. And I saw you walk in. And I was like, it's such a Colby. And I like scurried behind you and I was like Sasha I'm sorry and you were like hello because it was an area I was not supposed to be in and then you were like oh hello and to me uh, yeah it's like oh my god I love you I was like <laughs> you smell divine you are stunning and you're like a woman who I don't know you're like a woman like <laughs> I don't know how to describe it other than it's like when do I get to be a woman? And it's like, I don't know if it's in the cards for you, Nicole. I just don't think it's there. <laughs> like your outfit now for like chill relaxing is like this like, I don't know. It's like a blouse that's tied up with like tiger print. Like you look like this is a going out outfit to me. I'm like, this is a woman. Well, thank you. I mean, first of all, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I get it. I mean, I got some like um, an adult <laughs> that helps. <laughs> like if I was like talking to someone, I don't know, 25 and under, like I wouldn't know what to talk to them about. Mm-hmm. You know, that's also a thing. Looking for a more mature person. Yes. Somebody I can handle a woman. Yeah. A little older, like traveled, has seen a little bit. Yeah. Like a little silver fox. I don't mind that. I like the fact that you could slam down a black card as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a silver fox. Yeah. So you earned them gray hairs. <laughs> After you won Miss Continental. Wait, so you were in a relationship when you won Miss Continental, yes? No, uh, as soon as I won. Oh, okay. Like the night I won, I met her. Oh. Wild, right? That is wild. How what it's like truly kismet where it's like just like the highest of highs, you win a competition and then you meet someone that you fall in love with. That's truly so wonderful. And how long were you together? Uh a glorious two years. <laughs> okay. That's a solid amount of time. It's longer than any relationship I've had. Well, and in those two years, like a like a good old lesbian, we got married and divorced. I love it. The <laughs> U-Haul stayed in the driveway. Baby, the motor was still running. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. So, wait, you live... When did you move to L.A.? Right after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 2014. Okay. And, uh, yeah, been here ever since. So, it's going to be about 10 years. My 10-year anniversary is coming up. Do you find dating to be harder? Wait, you moved... So, when you won Miss Continental, where were you living? Were you still in Hawaii? I was in Chicago when I won which is okay. where uh, the pageant is located. And the owner of the pageant actually owns a show bar there called the Baton mm-hmm. Show Lounge. And I used to work there as showgirl. Mm-hmm. 
So it's kind of like my college days in Chicago. Okay. Uh, graduated with a crown. And then I <laughs> took a little detour to Orlando where I was with oh. the wife. Okay. And then hightailed it to L.A. Where do you, do you think L.A. is harder to date than Chicago? I see. Okay. So when I was in Chicago, it was like 2006 to 2012. Mm-hmm. And this is like... What is the one? Oh, there was like, there was a couple of these dating apps, but it was like very of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, it was like right before even Tinder was around. I forget the name of the apps, but that's the only where place you could go. And uh-huh. it wasn't a place where you like disclose that you were trans. So then there was that whole hurdle. But I felt like it was really conservative in that early 2000s in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Maybe it still might be a little more conservative. So dating was a little interesting, which is where I kind of learned how to date, which was very awkwardly. (laughs) The dating there was, you know, just hooking up. Like if you're a trans girl and, you know, they're they're not taking you out on dates. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're like, let's date it. Right. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so it was very uh, a muddled existence dating in that time there. Then I went to L.A., and it was like a lot more free. And mm-hmm. People were a lot more open to dating a trans woman from like 2014 to now. I mean, it's a lot more open and a lot more people are okay with like, you know, expressing themselves or like entertaining the idea without worried about the gender mm-hmm. roles. So I think it is a little e- easier, but I think LA is in general like crazy for anyone to do it's <laughs> probably the worst place <laughs> yeah like pretty people but it's just like you know everyone's here for a reason so mm-hmm. there's always like an underlying motive of why we would be talking and that usually comes out eventually yeah wouldn't you say i would say yeah. and i haven't figured out it's funny because like i've said before i'm like I don't like it when someone doesn't tell me that they know who I am. But then I also don't like it when people immediately tell me who they are or that they know who I am. So there is no happy medium. And it's just like all about vibes. And it's like what you like or don't like and the person's vibe. It's just everything is L.A. is the weirdest place I've ever lived. And (laughs) and I don't think I'll ever leave it. The fact that I'm getting used to it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, whatever, it's L.A. Oh, my gosh. Especially traveling this whole year and going to so many different places and realizing, like, what is happening in L.A. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll do a show somewhere else and you're just like, oh, people are normal and quiet here. People are normal and, like, (laughs) yeah, sweet and have a vast vocabulary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And have interests and hobbies and do shit. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what a novel idea have you been traveling since uh drag race has ended yeah like nonstop. every week it's uh like two or three different cities oh my god what do you do for self-care what do you do to like stay grounded within you i finally had a break like i finally had like a two two week break and i'm gonna have another break like in january but i just you know i, I love i mean i was so excited mm-hmm. to like get the big one and i really wanted an old school pageant girl i wanted to have a good rain honey. <laughs> <laughs> i would have a good rain and um 
you know, get every single one of my flowers all over mm-hmm. the place. And it was like a victory lap because half of those places I would work for the past 20 years. So it was like coming home and people were so excited in all, all like so many cities, like San Antonio or Orlando, even, mm-hmm. you know, Chicago. It's, it's been been really nice i mean as corny as it sounds like i do live because i'm a leo and i'm a ham <laughs> i do live for a good old meeting because they do like amp you up like mm-hmm. an hour of you to tell me how amazing i am i couldn't possibly <laughs> and y'all do meet and greets before the show right <laughs> i have to because i will be too sweaty and drunk Fair, fair. I, yeah. I when I did them, I would do them after because I was like, I get too nervous before a show, and I'm like, I need to go over my set, and it's like I can't meet yeah. you and like give you attention. Yeah, I have to like perform, and then after, and then I'm also like, what if you hate me? <laughs> what if you hate me? You don't, and then you're like, oh god, I can't believe I met her before. She fucking sucked. <laughs> well, I definitely feel that because especially you have to like talk. Mm-hmm. and speak i'm just lip syncing and dancing so like it's easier Not just for me. i that mean it's hard cardio it really is i've like any t- i like i've lip synced to one thing in a show and i was like jesus christ i'm not even saying anything i'm out of breath <laughs> so wait nobody's like like when you're out in the world nobody's like throwing mm-hmm. themselves at you no one's like you know, trying to be like, hey, let me take you to dinner while you're in San Antonio or like whatever? Um, Not a lot. I mean, the fan base who does know me aren't, I mean, they're, you know, the queers, you know, the they, thems and the gays and all of mm-hmm. that. And like, they just, you know, they love mother. But I mean, the guys that are attracted to maybe <laughs> someone like me, they're not really watching the show. <laughs> like, no, but I'm. Um, yeah, there is a level of anonymity that I can still have at least trying to date or find someone. Mm-hmm. But like at a certain point, like I've been like the dirty secret to so many guys mm-hmm. as a trans girl, like always shame always comes attached with your affection. And at the end of the day, it's always like a, a letdown because they're like, oh, I really care about you, but I'm going to bring home to my parents and my mom wants kids and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, they, they deny themselves what they like. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm a little stone. I forgot what I was saying. Hold on. <laughs> circle it's back, okay. circle back. Um, being someone's dirty little secret. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been a dirty little secret for so long. I need somebody to kind of be a little fanny. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to kind of know, like, the weight of what our, like, this movement and this job and, and like, the responsibility that I have. I want you to know that. And I want you to think that, like, what I do is cute. Mm-hmm. You need a cute little job. You know? No. <laughs> like, there's, like, history behind this and being made because, I mean, that's all we're allowed to do is try and make something for history. Mm-hmm. Because they won't tell us, but let us tell the truth now. Yeah. I... I feel like with any occupation, anybody you date should be your biggest fan of, like, what you do. Like, I don't think I could date anybody who came to a show and was like, oh, yeah, I didn't really like it. Because then it's like, oh, my God, 
You don't you don't like my humor? I can't respect you. <laughs> you don't think I'm funny? It's my whole thing. That's my charm, my, my wiles. <laughs> it's what people like the most about me, and you don't like it? Like, I would lose my... Yeah, I, would, I kind of I would, would want you like, to, like, drop off the face of the earth. Yeah, like, that's a yeah. wrap on that. We can't be out here like this. Just wipe left. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> Sasha, real quick, we gotta take a break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oop, boop, boop. We're back. Okay, so before you got on Drag Race, you took acting and improv classes? I did a few at Groundlings, like one little one-off. So my friend actually would study there and we would actually do some like Groundlings exercises at his house as well. Like, because mm-hmm. I was always a little too scared to actually go all the way. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of helped for uh, actually <laughs> funny things. So he had, my friend had a bunch of friends you know, that was at Groundlings and did improv and could do impersonations. So when I was getting ready and practicing for drag race, mm-hmm. I actually, we like had game night and we told his friends to come and we're going to do like a fun snatch game. And they all mm-hmm. knew what snatch game was. So I was actually like practicing and they didn't know that I was like practicing my character. Oh. 
<laughs> Honestly, that's so fucking smart. Yeah, I mean, and I was with like some really great people that like I could have get drowned over, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was like really good help to think like, okay, what are you gonna do when? What will you do when someone actually is like killing it right next to you? Mm-hmm. Like, how will you bounce off of that and not get like choked? I up? love that. I think that's so smart. I feel like all the queens should do in acting in an improv class. Absolutely, because they do. A lot of acting challenges. I was just rewatching season seven. It's all acting challenges with no actors, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun one. It's I, so I loved funny. it when they had the uh, when they had a bunch of gymnastics. Remember the gymnastics that cheerleading one? Yes. That what season was that? That was great. What in the hell? <laughs> it was so funny, and I was like, "And you've never seen it again because I think that's where Eureka hurt herself." And then it's like, oh, yeah, you're throwing other human beings into the sky. Like, what do you expect is going to happen? The way that they would think, yeah, let's try. Let's see. <laughs> let's see if this works. Let's do it. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Take a chance. Did you? I have a question. Did you take dance classes as a child or are you like self-taught? No, I took dance classes. I'm a, a, a product of my dance studio. It's this mm-hmm. uh, studio that's still around. It's in Hawaii called 21st Setting Dance Horse Studios. And me and all my friends that are still my friends to this day, we all came from that dance studio and still work and create together. Great. I used to teach little kids oh. uh, at like beginning uh, cakey hip hop. <laughs> oh, that's fun. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this kids, is hip hop, <laughs> but I think teaching kids hip hop would be very fun. Oh, it's fun. They were actually amazing. And now they're like adults and I feel old. <laughs> I mean, I went home for Thanksgiving or I went to see my family at Thanksgiving and all of my cousins are like 20 now. And I was like, when did you get so tall and old? Like, how is this happening? Also, and, uh, how can you? Because I'm still 20. Right? I'm 21. I'm so young. Just so youthful. So, okay, Sasha, it's the end of the year. Do you have any, like, New Year's resolutions in terms of dating or just, like, in life? Um, I mean, this is going to be a hard year to talk, I must mm-hmm. say. I've had, like, some crazy, crazy blessings. But I guess for life, it's just to be able to keep our uh, creating art. And having fun and we were able to work with my friends and playing dress up like I used to do when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. I still don't get paid to do it. It's <laughs> wild. Um, keep on doing a lot of that. And as for love, oh, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I'm open for anything, you know, I'm open for whatever comes my way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to be open and be like, whatever, whatever that's going to come to me as long as it's, like, respectful, nice, and emotionally yeah. available. Um, but I was like, before we even jumped on here, I was, like, swiping through Tinder. And I was like, oh, my God. Everybody on here, I mean, people aren't garbage. Everyone is magic in their own way. People are wonderful. But I was like, these none of these people are for me. It's a lot of swipe. A lot of swiping. A lot of, like, no thank you. Then I was on Raya, and I was a lot of no thank you. And then I was oh. like, when, when, when will I see something I like? I tell <gasps> you, Raya is like, Raya is the craziest thing because it's like, it's the, 
you match, you say hello, mm-hmm. and then you never speak again. Yes. It's so weird. Yes. I don't get it. I matched with, well, this one guy I matched with, he was like, are you in LA? Where are you right now? And I was like, I'm in LA, but I'm going to be in New York for like two weeks. And then he was like, I'm going to be in New York in two weeks. And then I like, we like exchanged dates or whatever. And I simply forgot to hit him up while I was there. Cause like, he wasn't that cute. He was fine. And then when I was in New York, he sent me so many messages that I was like, Oh, well, diva, we're all thirsty out here, but I'm not that thirsty. Also, you're going to kill me. (laughs) Also, like, share your location. Truly. Tell all my (laughs) friends where I'm at because this man is coming for me. Wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's but I mean, talk about no follow through or that. Yes. That's where we are. Like, there's no happy medium. Zero to a (laughs) hundred. It's so wild. Wait, you're the youngest of seven children? Yeah. That's so many kids. Did you ever feel like you got lost in the shuffle? Well, actually, like, I was I was 13. I was born 13 years after the youngest one. Oh. So they were all, there were six that, like, when I was born, they like, the two oldest already had kids. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of had, like, an only child experience. And, like, my brothers and sisters felt like my aunts and uncles mm-hmm. and like their kids who were my nieces and nephews and older than me felt mm-hmm. like my cousin and i was like with these two old people for a pair it's like my mom having me she was 48 <laughs> i was with these two old people as old? parents why am i stuck with the old people one child <laughs> two elders that was a cheap movie <laughs> that's so funny why did they have a reason as to why they took such a long gap? Do you want to know what my dad said? Uh huh. He said he forgot to pay the cable bill, so they had nothing else to do that night. <laughs> what a wild <laughs> thing to say to what somebody! A poet. Yes, to your child. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't pay the cable bill, and uh, like five thirty in the afternoon <laughs> on a Tuesday. Chuckle. God, that's so funny. When did you come out as trans to your family, if you don't mind me asking? No, not at all. Um, I graduated when I was 18 and, like, secretly started taking hormones mm-hmm. and then ran away. And, like, when I ran away at 19, I had told them. And 19, tits. Tits already. <laughs> Wait, great. so you had tits <laughs> before you told your parents? Like, in tandem. Oh, okay. I mean, I kind of like that. I like that bold, like, I'm going to do what makes me happy and what feels true to me. I ran away because, you know, they're super religious, so I didn't know how they were going to take it. So I'm like, let me just Mm -hmm. run away to Vegas and, you know, knew a bunch of trans, like, friends there that helped me, like, you know, get hormones and do all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, So wait, you were in Vegas for a little bit? I was. I was a... Citizen of the world. Let me tell you, I've lived Truly, lives. Truly, just all over. Yeah, at 19, I was in Vegas. And that's the worst place to be a 19-year-old. Like, you can't do anything yes. in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. 21 is definitely the age that you need to be in Vegas. Like, truly. Yeah, yeah. you can't even go into the casinos, right? You can't go anywhere. You can't even sit. You can't even sit and walk <laughs> through this casino. Yeah, it was it was nuts. And then how long were you in Vegas? Oh, like three months. And oh, then I okay. moved back to Hawaii because I couldn't, I, I wanted to be dancing, but mm-hmm. I wasn't going to move back or like, unless, you know, I was treated like a, a, a woman. 
Mm-hmm. And so that was the truth. And then I ended up moving back home uh, in with my family. And it was so hard for them, but I just shoved it. I was like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I mean, you can love me or you can like throw me out, but I'm going to milk it as long as I can. <laughs> um, yeah. So they kind of always, it was always rough. And I actually don't have a relationship with my father passed a few years ago, but I don't have a relationship with any of my family because mm-hmm. they're still religious and there's, you know, just a lot of hang up. So I've distanced myself and practiced healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did that, all the blessings from the show happened. So I mean, that's that confirmation. Wild that people are like, family is family. And it's like, yeah, but if family disrespects you or if family doesn't accept you, it's like, then you do have to put up boundaries and then go find yeah. your chosen family, the people who do accept you and love you for who you are. Because you mentioned, I think it's Mahu, which is the third gender in Hawaiian culture that represents masculine and femininity. And for your family to be Hawaiian and not recognize that in you is so like, it's strange to me. And I understand like being like, okay, we're religious and this is what we believe. But then it's like, but at our roots, we believe in Hawaiian values and stuff like that. Well, the thing with with religion, especially like something like very cult centered, like being Jehovah's Witness, I mean, Mm -hmm. every religion, it's the main thing that they do is they wipe out any ethnicity in a group. Uh, So for you to first be uh, fossilized, you have to first reject your your you know, what's running through your blood. And I think Mm -hmm. that's um, a big thing with a lot of indigenous, a lot of, you know, uh, POC people is that there's a loss of their culture and their indigenous culture because they're wrapped up in the misogyny of religion, the patriarchy, these masculine roles that are super toxic. Um, Those are all man-made. That's all to keep us oppressed. And it's wild to see when, like, especially like, like, you know, the guys who are like, you know, toxic masculinity or like even the machismo nests, like that's all conditioning that the white man told you to act like. Mm-hmm. And you're just like buying into it. And now you don't even like your own ethnicity or like your what you're what's going through your veins even, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that's always the hard part. And I'm and I'm like, cool. I've made like peace with that, with the fact mm-hmm. that like, um, you know, sometimes family is maybe not always what everyone else gets, but it's showing Mm -hmm. you how much you deserve. And for me, it's like how much, how many years and how many things am I going to do to try and make them like me? Mm -hmm. Not even love me, just like me. Yeah. And like how much self-hate is that for me to be keep on going to bat to what I know is not good for me? It's like Mm -hmm. going to a battered situation. Especially now, if I'm going to be this mother to everyone and like be a point of inspiration i have to like act it you know i have mm-hmm. to walk like live the, walk the truth that I you're trying to show people yeah, yeah you can't you cannot settle for anything less than you deserve yeah i fully fucking agree and i do you go to therapy uh yeah of course <laughs> had to had to i did therapy i did meditation i did retreats i've done doula classes i've done you know the bufo talk frog venom <laughs> toad venom like, uh, did it i all, did it all baby i've tried to heal this show honey <laughs> yeah it's so just i don't really... attract no broken man <laughs> it's just wild how like settled in your truth you are and it's just it's nice 
Because sometimes I'm like, I know who I am. I'm settled in my truth. And then I'm like, but am I? Who am I? What's going on? Oh, I mean, when this phone is off, like, she is toxic mama, okay? <laughs> She's Britney Spears toxic. She is I love a that. neurotic <laughs> mental case, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> when did you... <laughs> When did you start getting into drag? I think when I was, we started like, I started dance. And soon after that, like all, that was like my first bunch of like queer friends, like gay friends, mm-hmm. like happy gay boys that were like outwardly flamboyant. I'm like, ooh, sassy, mm-hmm. you know? But they actually showed me Miss Continental um, VHS. It was back mm-hmm. then. Yeah, it was a VHS of, it's like, I think 2001, Miss Continental. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually, a, the winner was from Hawaii. And she was Shiko Shiro, and she was amazing. Um, but it, I just got into drag and, and pageants all, and then competing in all, like, at once. It was just, like, sign me up. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be, like, in the girl lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, no, I've been to one pageant. I've been to Alaska has a pageant. Yeah. But what is the pageant circuit like? Like how many pageants are you doing a year? Ooh, I mean, there are tons of like uh, smaller pageants and national pageants. And I mean, they range from, I mean, it's going all year long. So mm-hmm. depending on the pageant you want to do, you kind of know when that, when that's going to happen and you prepare whether in the year or six months. Um, preparing yourself for the pageant, you know, saving up money, buying the right gown, uh, working on who you are. And pageants are so great because I feel like it's like a mirror to yourself. Like how like mm-hmm. doing drag race, like you, you're like a brand, right? And you have to like sell your brand. You're like the advertiser. You mm-hmm. kind of have to know like the, the strengths and weaknesses of your product and how to market that. And um, it's like really good life lessons. So I just always loved uh, love the competing and I loved fashion <laughs> and the sparkles the fashion the sparkles the glamour the glamour darling the mid-Atlantic <laughs> accent of it all yes diva darling oh <laughs> um so wait during a pageant it's like a dancing no what is it there's a talent portion so there's, yeah there's different like uh categories but for the most part, there's usually like a talent, some sort of fashion, either gown mm-hmm. or um, sometimes there's a swimsuit or creative costume, uh, depending on the pageant. But there's always like a few categories, but mostly it's a, a talent and there's like a question and answer or some sort of interview. Mm-hmm. So you just have to, you know, be talented and have something to say. Which is <laughs> That's hard. all? Just be talented and have yeah. something to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to win. <laughs> <laughs> um, try to find that. It, it's, all, it's all the fun. I, I think that's what drag is. Like, trying to figure out who you are in front of people. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, the craziest thing. You know, you get read by your other, like, drag queens. You get judged by people on a forum and, you know, on social media. But it makes you tougher and makes you hone your craft. Mm-hmm. Sasha, real quick, we gotta take a break. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that 
everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. So you were on season 15, right? Was that the first time that you had auditioned or had you auditioned years before? This is my first time ever. Oh, I love that. <laughs> first time auditioning, and then you're like, mm, I'll just win the whole thing. How about that? Let me go. And every step was like, Ooh. <laughs> 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 oh, did that. I did. Okay. What advice do you have for all the single people out there who are? I don't know, looking for somebody this holiday season or just looking for someone in the new year, or just looking in general. I mean, it is cuffing season, right? I believe so. You know, no one's no one's going to meet you if you're just on your phone all day. <laughs> Got to go yeah. out. I, I feel like there's no like going out and meeting people. Like the fun of like getting ready to go out to the club like on Saturday when you know all the cute people are going to be and mm-hmm. get excited or... I know. I feel I feel like uh, hopefully we can all get out there and start meeting each other and like meet cutes. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Meet cutes. Meet cutes are fun. And I'm constantly trying to do a meet cute. Like I <laughs> anytime I go out, I'm just like staring at people being like, you? Is it going to be you? And it's like, no, it's not. It's not going to be them, Nicole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, I've had a few meet cutes in my life. Yeah, where two words like wait, where where are you having these meet cutes so I can go there and oh. try to have a meet cute too? 
Have a gay bar, babe. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it was that one, you know, that one that was just there with his friend. There for a party. And you're like, mm, you'll do. This is great. Anyway, you'll do for the night. <laughs> I Yeah, I think meeting someone in person, it just sounds... Like, it's fine to meet someone online, but I've been doing it for so long that I'm like, it would just be nice to, like, have a conversation with someone in person and then one of us be like, hey, do you want to continue this conversation another day? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I would. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be amazing. Instead of first going through this, like, clinical screening mm-hmm. of all the things you find aesthetically pleasing or not, you know, deal breakers. And then really try to figure out while talking to this stranger if he's a serial killer or not, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. making sure he's not on any wanted lists or any, you know, predators in your area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Run that name through a police thing yeah. and be like, are you OK to go out with Give me that database? Honey. Wait, are you on the apps or no? I'm on Raya. OK, but that's about it. That's about it. I'm having trouble on Raya. I just paid for the feature that shows you who already likes you. And it was like $40. And I was like, this isn't worth it. Barely anybody <laughs> likes me. I thought the likes would roll in. And it's like, sorry, bitch. I gave you $40 to tell you who doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, what I basically, did? that's what I did. Because I'm like, ain't nobody be liking me over here. This is terrible. <laughs> Oh, dating. Okay. What is like, have you ever had a first date where you were like, oh my God, I think I'm in love. Oh yeah. Like every day I'm a perpetual, like fall in lover faster, mm-hmm. <laughs> like really quickly. Um, and then I have to like catch myself before I hit the honeymoon suite and like, you know, figure out like, if I like you, like I can't even like focus. I'm like planning the wedding mm-hmm. and like setting the register at Williams Sonoma, you know? So yeah, I there there's been many uh uh oh my god, I'm like someone love. I mean the probably the waiter that bought me the bread, you know, the limited breadsticks. I'm like, I'm in love. I'm in love. I love this bread, I love you, I love Olive Garden. Because um, when you're there, you're with family. Your family. What's a date you've been on where like you were like, I can't believe this person's acting like this? What's going on? Um, do you want to hear a uh, trans tale right now? <laughs> yes. Like, it was like one of my first dates. I was in Vegas. You know, I'm female. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. living. Got this cute guy. Looks sporty. Like, kind of, like, really tan. Had, like, like sweatpants. And we went to go see a movie in, like, a t-shirt, like a, like a Nike shirt and a hat. And in the movie theater, decided to tell me, and show me his purple lace panties that he had on. Uh huh. And I'm like 19. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, is this what dating is like? Is, is this what everyone's gonna do? Everyone's gonna have purple lace panties? Like it is in like burned in my brain. I don't own purple panties for that reason. That's so I funny. Mean, You're like, I, I just can't hot. even wear now, a, as a purple year old. I think it's hot. <laughs> I like work. Where's the garter? <laughs> but that was kind of like, is this what dating is? Kind of is. It's just, you know, how weird are you? You just go on a date waiting for someone to show your their fetish. And I feel like uh-huh. with the trans girls, 
it's always these boys that are like they're just like trying it for the first time they're like oh let me like like go out with a trans girl and then they think just because they're like satisfying like one fetish or like a kink that they mm-hmm. would see you know, as then they want to like order it up like they're at mcdonald's they want to be like well do you have any other kinks i'm like just calm down and focus on this one please you can barely <laughs> satisfy me and you're asking for a friend like why are you always why are they all I don't know this audience. Why are they always asking for a friend you can barely satisfy one girl? <laughs> Wait, you encounter that a lot? Every single so like, do you have a friend? Guy. Do you have a friend? Can we get Every a threesome guy. going? Yeah, and we're just like two hot trans girls just like writhing around on a bed naked waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> God, that must be so fucking frustrating. Men in general are frustrating. Our pigs, yeah. I mean, that's why I didn't want to be one. That's why I made it a woman. Let's be honest. You were like, mm, I don't want to be like that. Both of those mm. to pick from. What would you do? The one that does that doesn't smell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I fucking feel you. I say it all the time. I'm like, being attracted to men is so humiliating. I wish I wasn't. I know. It's so much easier. It really would. But then, I mean, not always because lesbians are like men. <laughs> but they're gentlemen though like okay. you get you a good lesbian they are gentlemen that's so funny get you a good lesbian that's get what you, you need good to do lesbian, get they'll you open a the door good lesbian they'll open the door they got a job mm-hmm. you know they'll take care honey maybe that's what i'll do i'll get myself a good lesbian i don't know i i truly i don't close the door to anything but i just like Right now in my life, I'm like, I really do just want a boyfriend. I want a man. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Santa will bring me one. Maybe the new year will bring me one. I don't fucking know, Sasha. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that like nobody's sliding into your DMs to be like, date me. That's so wild to me. All right. So how much longer do you have in this podcast? Because I was trying to hold off, but... I am talking to somebody. <laughs> what? Oh, you are. But I don't want it to like mark this like podcast to mark that. <laughs> I see. Okay. But yeah, I am talking to someone and we will see. It's been a month and he's actually everything that you. Ah! Sasha, I love that for you. We won't jinx you. that, but we'll see. I know. No, we're not great. jinxing it. It's a, it's a, I think it's. <laughs> People are talking about jinxing shit all the time or like, don't talk about stuff or whatever. I think it's like manifesting. You're like, this person is really great to me. And it's Period. like, not that I want anything more, but it's like, I want them to continue being great to me. Yeah. I want them to continue yeah. to be supportive and continue to be like, you know, a, a bright spot in my life. I think it's going to be a good thing. I'm excited for you. It's exciting. And yeah, uh, kind of undoing all the trauma we just about. like really like, just like a nice, supportive, kind person. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so wonderful. Okay, what advice do you have for me Okay. to get into a relationship? A relationship? Um, probably don't want to be in a relationship. <laughs> <that> it becomes, <laughs> right? I don't know. I think, um, yeah. I mean, for, it just happens whenever you least expect it, really. And I don't know mm-hmm. when, when it does happen. The advice that I would give, I mean, I, I don't even know, like, because it, it could just come anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised, too, that no one's all up in there. 
in the DMs. Me too. I mean, there are some people up in my DMs, but also it's like, do I feel compatible with them? Do I do yeah. I want well, also them? Also, it's that it's a level of high standards in oneself too, and that's mm-hmm. important. Yeah. I do have a little bit of standards and I do joke about like being desperate and not having standards, but it's like, I do. Yeah. I, Cause if I didn't, I would be dating whoever, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just being a monster. Yeah. And, like, just being awful. Yeah. Being, like, ruining whatever. Mine. Yeah. Wow. Like our twenties. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. My twenties were disgusting. I was such a wild little beast. Truly just doing yeah. any old thing all the time. <laughs> Just so, just a, a glutton for for like just a wanderlust. <laughs> um, we have come to the end, Sasha, and I do want to ask because I ask most of my guests. I've only forgotten it a couple times. Would you date me? Oh, totally! Oh my gosh, yes! I'm so glad you didn't forget. Yeah, I mean, I'm down. We can go on a double. We can like go and find. We can go on like a like a date to go find more dates. I love you that. Know, that would be so hunting. nice. Just a, a real manhunt. Find somebody. Put the bear trap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> catch him. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Uh, besides date me? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I have a, a ponytail line that's out. You can check it out at salonextensions.com or on the sashacobi.com where you can get all your Sasha Kobe information including downloading my new single called Feel the Power. And alongside, I'm really excited about this, next year, early this um, upcoming year, and starting February 28th, I'll be starting my own one-woman tour. I'll be touring 22 cities all over the U.S. And really excited to kind of just have like this beautiful, intimate night with, uh, you know, fans and friends. And it's called Stripped. So it's a play on my drag and really just a stripped down version of um, stories and things that have made mother mother, you know, how did uh. she get here? And I'm also um, doing a open call that it was, it's allowing uh, me to have one up and coming drag performer from each city that I'll be in to have a chance to perform with me. So we're asking for audition tapes and we're going to, pick the best most well-rounded drag performer that represents your city mm-hmm. and uh that means all drag is valid so you know all kinds of drag drag kings any fab uh drag performers you know um we're here to see it all mother wants to see i love that that's so fucking cool like you're gonna make someone's whole life like that's incredible it's really fun it's gonna be great Give him that. Give him that. Sasha, thank you so much for being here. Did I hear the show? Did I do the podcast? Oh my God. You did it. Thank you. Thank you. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, rate it, subscribe, uh, give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you write me something nasty hitting on me to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com, I will read it. This person said, hey, Nicole, if I were a sculptor, I'd carve you out of marble, starting with your massive ass as the focal point. Your booty is a mountain of lust, and I'm a climber, ready to scale its curves and revel in the exquisite view from its summit. Love you. That was nice. That wasn't nasty. I really liked it. (laughs) Who is that? It's from Anonymous. Uh, Anonymous. It's from Anonymous. Make yourself known, Anonymous. Make yourself known. Write me another. All right. Bye-bye!
Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer is produced by me, Mars. It's executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, with talent bookings by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Maddie Ogden. Got a question, crazy dating story, or a dirty message for Nicole? Write it to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com for a chance to have it featured on a future show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.